podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles. Ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback Four Daily. It is Tuesday, I can't remember the fucking date. Um, that's just it's just how I am at the minute. Uh, but Liverpool have been beaten two goals to nil in Naples by Napoli in the Champions League uh, group stages, first game. Um, oh, I it's going to be a tough one tonight. It's not. It's not often I have to do a podcast where Liverpool have lost. To be honest with you, this one is brought to you by Paddy Power. Paddy Power is a booking booking. Sorry, bookies. It is a bookie app, uh, website. You can go into their shop. You can do whatever you like. Um, if you gamble, gamble responsibly. You can get odds on Liverpool football in general, all the sports. You know yourself. As I said, always gamble responsibly. If you don't gamble, don't worry about it. Disregard everything I've said. It's no issue. Uh, with me tonight is Damo Flood. Damo, how are you? Not a bother. It's been a while, pal. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I'm going to kick it off, Damo. Um, it has been a while, so it'll be about 30 minutes this show. Uh, we get loads of comments in on, on the on the chat and stuff like that. And if, if stuff comes in, I'll throw it at you and I'll throw it at myself and, and we'll see how we get on. But, Damo, I'm going to start and I'm going to say to you that Liverpool deserve the draw there tonight. Would you agree? I thought we'd done enough to deserve a draw, right? But uh, they, they, they mugged us towards the end, you know. like The game could have gone either way. Like both keepers pulled up a couple of good saves early in the game, um, second half. Um, but they've, they've they've literally mugged us there uh, on the penalty. Like as soon as I seen it, I thought penalty. You know, I've seen the replays, and I know the commentators were kind of being a little, kind of they were looking at through the Liverpool glasses. I think saying it, it could have been a, a free out. On it, looking at it through VAR, but to me it was it was nailed on. And I think once they got their nose in front, they, they weren't going to give it up really. You know, um, watching the game, I, I, I thought we lacked the midfield again. Last year we suffered against them in midfield, and tonight I think we suffered against them in midfield. And in a way that uh, we're, we're lacking the type of player that can control a game like that, uh, where you've gone away from home and you get a player who puts his foot in the ball and he keeps the ball moving and he keeps play tipping over. Where I don't know if Klopp wants a player like that in his squad, but like when we've got Fabinho and Henderson Milner playing in there, they're really looking to get the ball quickly into Mane and Salah uh, and Firmino. But 
I think in games where you want to go away and you want to keep it tight, you need somebody, maybe alongside Fabinho, a kind of a Lonzo type player that he'll just keep the ball tipping over. And uh, if you come out with your draw, then you get it. Where I think we were a little bit open tonight and we didn't keep the ball well enough in the middle of the park. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I agree with you. I agree with you to a certain extent. I, are you saying you, t- you believe it was a penalty? Oh, I think it was a penalty. Yeah. Okay. Well, the way I look at it, 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 on replays you look at it and you, you can argue for and against. As soon as I seen it happen, I thought penalty. Yeah. And kind of uh, most of the time, your gut feeling is right when you see these things. And uh, I think the commentator that where I was watching on it, he said that in Italy they tend to stick by the referee's good decision on it. And put it this way: if if that was the other end and that was us, we'd be screaming for a penalty. Even even after. Do you know what? In, I, I disagree with you. Um, in real time, I would be screaming for a penalty, but when I look back at it, he throws a foot out there, but there's no contact in in, in the motion where he, he throws his foot out, and then is Cali on just literally runs in as his foot through, back. Yeah. He just runs in, clips himself off him, and hits the deck. Yeah. I I completely disagree that it's a penalty. Um, but but going back to the controlling of the game thing. Um, the first half I thought was quite scrappy. It was, there was chances here and there, but they were really feeling themselves out and neither team wanted to go behind. And it was not a non-existent first half. I thought there was chances here and there. Napoli kind of got on top near the end of the half. They're having a lot of possession, but not doing a lot against us. So I'm not really yeah. going to touch on, on the first half, but I'd just like to touch on the lineup before we, we, we get stuck into the second half, I suppose. Um, it was as strong as he could go, wasn't it? I think so. Like it, you, you would be, if you seen that on paper, you're happy enough straight away with that with that lineup. Like you can't really pick fault in it. Again, I'm, I'm coming in overcritical. I'm just thinking of the type of player you need in that type of game, and I, I actually don't think we really have that type of player. That's why I was just making that point there. But I think the starting eleven is as strong as you're going to go there. Like we, we've got a squad of players where there's there's fourteen or fifteen of them that can come in and come out seamlessly. Um, probably. The lads up front, maybe not so much, but it's uh, you couldn't fault the team there tonight. And let's let's not lose the run of ourselves. Like I, I can't remember the last time we got beaten. Well, that's uh, the in thing. Game. And we, we've got to the stage now where we're kind of spoiled, and um, where we think we're going to win every game. Let's make no bombs about them. Napoli are a decent side. They're they're a dogged side, especially at home. And it's a horrible place to go. Mm. And. Uh, if you know, they're not walks. There's no, there's no kind of shame in getting beat with them tonight. Yeah, I, I, we, weren't, I, I, we weren't at the races really on yeah, it, but we still won it on another night. You know, it's. I'd, I'd put it this way: I'm not really too arsed about it. Um, like I'd rather lose now tonight and have another five games to go, and then go win on Sunday. Exactly. That's I'm yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. And and in the in the bigger picture of things, if you told me that we're going to go out with a group stage of Champions League and romp a league, um, give me it all day long. Um, a couple of people are saying here, you know, Robertson gave him gave uh, the referee the option. Unfortunately, yeah, that's I could agree with that. But I go back to this VAR thing and and going back to the Matip thing on Saturday. Like VAR has to look at that and go, mate. There was no contact, and then he actually runs into the defender and 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 initiates contact rather than the contact coming to get him. Um, Stephen Hackett, yeah, says, that, Stephen Hackett uh, says that uh, we should have went there and dominated and won, and for him, Trent and Robbo were awful. Um, 
Kevo Sullivan says beaten by the better side on the night, but there wasn't much in it. Uh, they're very good, best side we faced so far, and there really wasn't much in it. There wasn't much in it, Damo. And you know, to go away, the conditions didn't look perfect. You know, I thought the referee was awful second half, but there wasn't a lot in it. Like you know, it wasn't it wasn't performance where you go, we're beaten two 0 we done nothing. They scored in the first half, then they scored in the second half, and we showed no fight. It wasn't like that at all, Damo. Well, if you remember last year's game against them, we went out there and we got done the last minute. One and we were, we we were atrocious then. We abysmal. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, nobody played well on the night. Like, you could take a lot of positives out of the game tonight and that, like, we, we, we could have scored a few goals. Uh, I thought the lads up front looked sharp when he got it. And in around the 78 minute, it looked like there was only one winner in that, in that game. And yeah, they looked like they looked like they were, they looked like yeah. they were, you know, they'll take the draw now because we look like we are coming on to them. And, you know, yeah. we really did. Like, someone says they had three defeats in, Barry Carr says three defeats in 31 games. Pop and do on, on YouTube says, how was that the same side that went out to Arsenal? I'll tell you how it was. Cause we're a lot braver than Arsenal. We went out and we pushed the high line. We played, like, if you watch them, Damon, we are so high up that pitch all night. Yeah. And we didn't care about that pace. Yeah. True. We didn't. That's like, right. You know, where Arsenal would sit back and just hit you on the break and, and be, a, be a deep line and, and, you know, hope to get a break. And he went and done that. That's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, <laughs> Keegan says, ref looked like he collected the pocket money at halftime. Am I over-exaggerating this, demo when I say I thought the referee was awful? Because I genuinely did believe he was awful. I didn't think he was too bad. Couldn't you expect that in the way games in, in Europe? and. <sighs> I couldn't really pick one major thing out that he, he was kind of giving more to them and effort than giving to us. It was, you just get games like that. You get certain games where refs are pricks. And, and, uh, yeah, you do. You, you couldn't you put a bad blunt on that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like it's, one of the listeners hit the nail on the head there. and like it's, Robinson's given the ref a decision to make. Yes, he uh, does say that. And, and, and that's... Like, I've always said that as a defender myself. Never give the ref a decision to make because, like, it's your own fault really. Then at that stage, now with VAR coming in, you expect a little bit more. But like, I think we're seeing more and more from VAR. Like, it has got some decisions right, but it's got some fucking terrible ones wrong. Like, it's it really has. Like, it doesn't seem to have hit the ground as running as, as much as people had wanted. Like, I've seen Stonewall penalties get torn. Like, like, would be a Stonewall penalty and VAR say no, it's not. And then you'd see one little bit flaky and they give it, you know. So there's no kind of consistency with VAR at the minute either. They're really going to have to have a little rethink on how they're yeah. doing this. They're really going to go into it or not. And at the moment, it's it's very kind of subjective the way they're doing things at the minute. I just can't work out what, what it's being used for and what it's not being used for. And I thought it was fairly clear when the season starts. Like Ray Dicko says, that referee is usually decent. I'm thinking of one incident where the man has the ball about 35 yards from goal. He takes it down. A fella fells him. He managed to get through the tackle. He goes past another fella. He gets barged. He goes to go past a third fella. He hits him. It, it, it breaks away. Man is looking going, how is that not a free kick? And Liverpool, try to nick the ball and next of all the, the Napoli players on the deck and it's a free kick straight away you know the kind of way it was just he, he started to annoy me that referee very early on yeah. in the second half and but you know what let, let's park it because the VAR stuff I'm starting to get really confused over because as I said I can't walk out do, does he do, I can't walk out if he goes and says that's I've given a penalty are we all right with that you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I've given it, but VAR is in his ear. Is it not? Can they look at it? Can they not look at it? So I'm going to park it and actually go and look at it VAR away from this show and come back then and have a, 
I don't suppose a better understanding of something that I thought I understood at the start, but it's it's really starting to confuse me. But just go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Damon. Yeah, it's confusing everybody at the minute. I think like there's there, there's some hairbrand decisions coming out, but like you'd look at it and you say, and you'd see them replaying it on the television, like not even the one tonight. You kind of go, that's a stone wall. The next minute you see it getting torn down, like you're kind of left scratching your head, going like, who the fuck is looking at that? Like is Mister McGill up looking at the, doing that? Like it's, so I've seen some very strange stuff come out of the 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 bar at the minute, but. Uh, yeah, Ray Dicko, Ray Dicko says we are too honest at times. I agree with him a hundred percent. There, like the likes of Alan, uh, Callion, Insignia, they they were they were calling for everything. They were hitting the deck as much as they could. You know, they were rolling around and and there was a couple of there was a couple of tough challenges that went down on us. I mean, like okay, we get the free, but we're popping back up and looking to play. I think if we go down and stay down for a, a couple of seconds and make the referee, but nearly give him a decision to make. You know, like okay, that looked tough. You know. And even to slow the game down a bit, just to take that away from them and let them know that we can do it as much as do, you know, as much as, you know, as they can do it. Keegan says the linesman didn't even flag for the penalty. The linesman's looking straight in on it. It's just, I don't know, I'd, I'd rather go, I'd rather go on to wear play, um, because I, I don't want to touch on, 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 on the VAR and stuff like that. But a lot of people after the game demo, and I'm being, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you demo. There's Liverpool fans out there tonight that literally thrive on this show when, when we get beaten. You know, someone said there earlier, Three games, three defeats in 31 games, you know, and they're thriving on it. They're nearly happy by it. And they're arseholes, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but yeah. I say Phil Casey is dropping on a bottle of champagne tonight. Yeah, no, like, no, Phil Casey has promised 40 years of positivity after the Champions League win. So he has to hold us to that. No, I wouldn't say Phil would be too happy, but there is people out there that, oh, you know, we lost and, and, and all of a sudden they're fucking experts in football and we should have done this and we should have done that. Like hindsight's a great thing. You know, as far as I'm concerned, we went away. We, we played. 80 odd minutes where we, okay, we conceded a few chances, uh, they conceded a few chances, it was a really kind of even game away and a hard place to go. Adrian makes a fucking outstanding save in the second half, like, I'm not being funny with you, if that was De Gea or Neuer, they'd be, they'd be fucking TV series on this save, it was unbelievable, wasn't it, at the back post? It was a fantastic save, like, the, the fact that he's already committed to, to the save and then to kind of readjust his right hands to, to lift it to, to get the ball up over the bar and get the, and get enough of a strong wrist on it was it was a really excellent save. Like it was one of the best saves I've seen in a long time. Um, I, th- I thought then when when he done that, I said, well, we might go on to win this game. That's a bit lucky. Yeah, yeah. This but then we go down the other end and their keeper pulls off an equally quality save. Ah, oh, from Salah, yeah, from, uh, Salah, you know, which looks buried, but he gets a good good strong hand on it around the post. But yeah, uh, no, but that's a phenomenal save with Adrian. It really was. The front three for you, Damo, um, you know, uh, Barry Carr says he felt, was it Barry Carr? Um, no, sorry, Carl Duff says he thought they were hacking at Mane all night. Um, and I, I agree with him. Uh, they were afraid to go near Firmino, I think, because if they, if they got too close, he could turn and, and open them up. Salah was quiet enough, they didn't, but Mane, they seemed to target an awful lot. Um, but the front three for you, like, did he do enough for you? I, they had a couple of chances. You know, the one where Mane goes through and is squared at the Salah and he, he, he overhits it. Or my head, my head, my, sorry, my head was in my hands. Did he do enough for you, Damo? Or was it, are we just making too much of it because of the defeat? I think, I, I think they've done enough out there tonight. And going back to what I was saying earlier on, like they, they're not really getting much in from the midfield there tonight. I think to be kind of, to be getting, they weren't getting fed in. And again, Napoli are a good side. They're well set up. Like their, their managers, he's around them long time, and he, he knows how to set a team up well. The one thing that I wanted to touch on that I don't know if you noticed it or whether I'm reading too much into it. 
Was Salah and Mane trying too hard to put the argument to bed that they had a few weeks ago? Were, were, were they over trying to compensate and set each other up tonight to make a point or something? I no, I don't think so, Damo. Like the, the, the first half is not much in it. The second half, he's, he's, he's tearing through on goal, um, Mane, and he tries to, he, he's doing the right thing. He's trying to give it to Salah. I don't know whether he just, he, he definitely overhits it, but I'm thinking, is he thinking the, the, the pitch is so fucking wet that I have to hit this a bit harder and it's, it's just timed wrong. If he actually, if he actually delays that for an extra half yeah. second and hits that pass, it's on Salah. You know what I mean? It's perfect. Yeah. He just hits it that bit too early after probably should have been giving it to him earlier. Like, you know, when he first breaks, you should probably give it to Salah and he's true because the defender yeah. is out of gone. Whereas when he, yeah. when he draws the defender, he should probably wait that extra half second. And then when he hits that pass, it's actually bang on. You know, that kind of yeah. way. But there was, well, one, there was one over the top from Firmino. Salah gets onto it and tries to volley it, miss kicks it. It's a very difficult chance. You see him turn it to Mane and stuff. But no, Damo, I don't see anything in that. Like Ronnie Whelan was on RTA and Ronnie Whelan is one of these that, that, that loves when Liverpool aren't winning. You know, from my opinion, Ronnie Whelan believes that. You know, my team, my Liverpool team were the best ever and I'm going to put anyone else down when I can. That's just me on Ronnie yeah. Whelan. But, you know, Ronnie Whelan straight away, oh, you have to start thinking back to that thing at Bournemouth and I'm kind of going, Ronnie, do you honestly think Mane is going through here going, I'm going to overhit this because that prick didn't pass me two weeks ago. Get a fucking grip, Damo, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, actually, when that happens, and I know Mane overplayed the pass, before, I was watching with my young lads, and I turned around and said to him, I said, that was fucking brilliant defending by developing that play. Now, we came up with the same situation last year against Spurs, and right. I think Van Dijk was a 2v1, and he stood them up all the way, and we ended up not scoring. And we we kind of had replay after replay of that, and it was retweeted, it was all over the shop how good the defending was. So mm. a little bit kind of... Credit has to be given to the Napoli defender there as well that he made Mane make a decision and he forced him into to maybe doing that and, and so we, we've got to look at it that way as well and not just kind of have a pop up Mane for a bad pass or whatever you know like he, he, the defender has to take some credit for it kind of holding the play up like he's got the two be two of the best players in the world bearing down on him and he doesn't panic and he kind of keeps them split and uh, he does well there so kind of give him a little bit of credit in that situation as well. And uh, I just think Manny probably made the wrong decision there. And Did, I, know, I, I, I would have liked him just to take on the fella and, and, and bury it. But you know what? In hindsight, if he does that and he misses, Twitter explodes with people saying, oh, that was because fucking Salah didn't pass them a few weeks ago. So it's, it, it's a game of football. These things happen and people read things completely. Yeah, there's no way he's, bre- there's no way, there's no way he's breaking through there thinking I'm going to overhit this because I, ca- I, I can't yeah. go myself, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, people are laughing here. Stephen Hanley is laughing at the thought of, you know, <laughs> he says, ha, 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 here you prick, got you back for Burnley. You know what I'm going to do? And he's laughing his head yeah. off here. You know what I mean? People have mentioned Kula Bali. I thought he had a good game. He made a one very good tackle on Firmino when it looked like he was just about to open Napoli up. Um, Figs says basically what I'm saying. You know, Ronnie Whelan hates any Liverpool team he didn't play for. That's just my opinion on Ronnie Whelan. I could be completely wrong, but just the way he comes across, it's, you know, my Liverpool were, were it and everyone else, you know, he nearly, he nearly, he nearly talks Liverpool up begrudgingly at times. I could be completely yeah. over the top of that. Yeah. Just, that's just the impression I get from him. Um, uh, one other thing on the second half, Damo. Do you think we played into the hands a little bit? Now, I know we like the high press. I know we like that, right? But do you think we were too high up the pitch when, when they were taking goal kicks in particularly? Because they, they were they always had that extra man. 
so the press wasn't really going to work, you know, and they were passing it out, and they were passing it out very well, I and mean, in three or four passes, because we were so brave and high up the pitch, and trying to press so intently, intensely from, from when they had it deep, do you think we played it to our hands? Because I would have liked to see us air front three go, no, come back to the halfway line. Let's go back to the halfway yeah. line. Let them have it there. And let them come up to us then. And then we'll back ourselves to break into spaces and run at them. Do, do you think we are a, we are just a little, we played into our hands a little bit? Yeah, possibly. Because like, you, you probably see a team, the Napoli teams, you normally do it to, to lie a little bit deeper. So maybe Klopp was thinking of stepping on a little bit to them. But like, we've got to buy into what Klopp is doing here. Like, mm. he, he's, he doesn't tend to change too much what he, what way he's going to approach a game. Like, he's, he's not going to drop us 20 yards deep and, and try hold somebody on the edge of our box and counter attack them. We have to trust the fellow that, like, he's, he's maybe, we have to buy into this. Like, he'll do this 10 times and he'll win 10 games and we'll love it. And then we'll lose to Napoli tonight and then we're saying, why did you do that? So we'll walk through your 10 games. So, yeah. you know, we we hit it at the start of this the show tonight, and that game could have been easier draw. I take so many positives out, but we played ten times better than we played there last year. Yeah, and we've we've lost it because we've given away a soft penalty, and the game is gone. Then it's gone on eighty minutes, and we've we've got to change, and we've got to press on, and we got a little bit scrappy at that stage trying to chase the game. But like it's until that penalty, there was only one winner that luckily coming out of that game, and that was us at the time. I thought we had our tails up. And uh, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate, but that's football for you, isn't it? Yeah. Stephen Hanley says we are good. We are good tonight for a draw. Uh, would be, uh, but then the penalty was a little bit harsh, and then Van Dijk just, you know, something happened. You know, he, he made a mistake. I think he does make a mistake in where he put the air, he puts the ball in. Uh, Robertson should be more decisive than what he's doing, and Adrian, if one of. Adriana or Robertson a bit more decisive. We don't concede that goal, but it's very late on at that stage. You know, the kind of way it's 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 an afterthought. The second goal for me, you know. Um, but I suppose the other result in the group, Salzburg, I think, wins six two against Genk. Um, is that in people's yeah, minds? You know, because we lost, and you see someone batter somebody. Is that people getting a little bit nervous? Because I just find it amazing, Damo, that the nerves that come out when Liverpool lose the game. You know, the nerves that come out and all this kind of stuff that, you know, was built on years of trepidation and, you know, oh, oh, oh Liverpool won't win this. Liverpool. It just seems to flow back out of people as soon as we lose a game. The heads go completely. I think it's just 20 years of suffering that type of stuff where yeah. we we go and beat Man United at the top of the league on a Monday and, and then we lose to Crystal Palace on the Saturday, you know. Like, yeah. I, th- I think that's just... Bred into us now at this stage, and uh, like, like sometimes I do think like that. But in the last couple of years on that club, I've just got to the stage where you can kind of sit back and you know this team has it in them. Like, I don't think that's going to affect us, and I think as fans we need to just accept it. And, and do you know what? I'd say for the fourth time in a long time, in the last two years, I've actually enjoyed watching Liverpool Football Club, and yeah. it's 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 taken like. In my early days in the pod, like, I was very Phil Casey esque. Um, yeah. It's a tough life, isn't it, when you're Phil Casey esque? It, it, it is. And I said, we made him go back a long way. We would have been fairly uh, vocal on the team selections back then and what yeah. we were. And, but this, this is a completely different animal. And I think if you're lucky enough in your lifetime to have a team of this quality and you're watching it every week, you enjoy it while you can because 
they don't tend to last very long. Like I was lucky enough to see and remember the teams of the eighties when they were so good around eighty eight and eighty nine. Yeah. Then we went with twenty years of absolute shite and um, yeah. spattered with the quality in between. And then you know it had all that. Their fans had it, and but now it's back to us. And like, as fans, we just need to enjoy this moment because it won't last forever, you know. And I said, oh, I've just really started to enjoy watching Liverpool again, and I've stopped questioning them even when we've we've got dodgy results or anything like that. Yeah, do you know? Do you know what? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm disappointed to lose the game tonight. You know, and you know, I'm disappointed to lose any game. But I'm a bit like you. Um, you know, over the years you'd watch a Liverpool side, like you said, when I had that little bit of quality and a go and win, like 2001, it was a well-built squad. You know, um, oh four, oh five was a freak winning the Champions League, in my opinion. Oh seven, oh eight, oh eight, oh nine, a great side. You know, uh, thirteen, fourteen was a mad season. But but and you know but you, you when fourteen fifteen for argument's sake comes along and Balotelli's going around an absolute spoofer of a footballer you know and and we're signing Ricky Lambert and and, and different players like that and you can see it coming you know you can see it coming because you've seen it all happen before but yeah I'm now at the stage where like I get annoyed at people when they when they you know they they, they and I probably probably shouldn't because it's, it's their opinion as well. But I get a bit annoyed at people when they go, "Oh, look, oh you should have fucking done that," and "Oh, what, what are we fucking at?" And I kind of like, especially tonight, I'm looking going, "Yeah, played okay. Both teams played quite well. Good chances in the game. Decent chances for both sides. Somebody happened to get a penalty, and the other goal didn't really fucking matter in the end. But it's just one of those. But I, I know when I look towards Sunday, I'm not going to go. Season's gone." Our bubbles burst. I'm looking at Sunday now going, these boys are going to go out and they'd, they'd be even more motivated to go and do Chelsea on Sunday and put themselves back on track ASAP. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, I think you'd be right. I think I think Klopp's instilled that in the squad of players. Like, it's, like as somebody, one, one of the listeners says, it's like three losses, 41 games. Like, yeah. That, that, that's outrageous uh, return on, on, on... like And I said, I couldn't, I was trying to think back when we actually lost a competitive game. Um, well, City uh, in the league around New Year's and that's like, tonight. Like, think about that. And Barcelona. <laughs> and Barcelona. Like, yeah, like it's it's months. Like it used to be a stage where you, you kind of could you'd be losing a game in months, or you, you might lose once every four weeks. Yeah. To the stage where you're you're thinking of last season. Yeah. Well, if you if, if it's thirty three games, then when you play the game every week, it's it's eight months. It's three defeats yeah. in eight months. And it actually yeah. is. It's three defeats in, in nine months. Nine and a half months. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but look, it's just, uh, I don't know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't know whether I'm being overconfident in this team now. I don't think I am. I think they're an outstanding football team. And you can have nights like that. Listen, I'd be well more annoyed if we went out and done what we done last year and got beaten 2 0 and you go, that was gutless. That was, there was no shape. There was no, no direction to what we were doing. We tried to do something there tonight, like the high press and different things. And, and, and I suppose try run them out of the game and, Get them in yeah. the last fifteen, which nearly works, Damo. You know what I mean? We look like we're we look like we're, we're um we look like we're we're on top, as you said. Um, can I ask you something about your your, your events during the week? What was that? You were you were over in Liverpool during the week. Yeah, you're, you're going to try blame tonight's loss on me now, right? No, absolutely not. Well, <laughs> well, well, you you did take credit for the team lineup on Saturday, but no, you I went did. over to you went over to Melbourne, didn't you, during the week, and you had a little visit there. How did it go? I did. I, I, I had a phone call from when actually uh, a tripper listener, um, a good buddy of mine now, I would say, I wouldn't call him a tripper listener anymore, Wayne. Um, it was a friend of his. Um, 
he had organised to go visit with uh, with the club, and the, the club had organised it, and one of his friends couldn't make it, um, and he gave me a shout on the day before, and the five of us went up, so the, it was myself, Wayne, Afron, Dave, and... I'm going to make a mug of myself now and think, I can't think of the fella's name. It was after Afron's mate, and uh, we went up, and I have to say, it, it was surreal, to say the least, for, for the first half an hour. Um, like when, when you walk in, and, and Klopp is walking up to you, and, and shaking your hand, and introducing himself, like, it's just mind-blowing, it, it doesn't seem real. And I, I think it was about six signatures in before I actually started to feel like that, that there's something... They, they, this is really happening, and it, it was it was a phenomenal experience. And we we met the majority of the squad, uh, met them all personally, got jerseys signed, photographs, pictures. Yeah, we, they, they couldn't they couldn't do enough for us. Um, the, the club were absolutely brilliant. Um, everyone, Pep, come over had a, had a good. He spent a good ten minutes talking to us about. Uh, he was lucky. All the players had come back injury free from international duty and all. Yeah, so. The, there was a guy who worked for the club called John. He was our kind of, uh, the guy who looked after us on the night or the day. And he introduced us to all the players and the, the staff around. And it, it was a really brilliant time. And then when we were finished, he brought us down to the training pitch and we watched the lads train. And then when they were doing their tactics and shape work, we had to leave. And then he brought us up to Anfield and he gave us a complete tour of Anfield, um, from the museum to the, uh, the, the new stand and the dressing rooms, the whole lot. It really was a fantastic day. And, uh, I, I think the five of us really enjoyed it. I have to say, I, I've got to the stage now where I've replaced my wedding picture on the, on the wall now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just taking down all the family pictures and putting pictures of you and, and the lads up. Yeah, me and the lads are all up and I can't buy enough frames at the moment. Just throwing, just throwing the family pictures under the stairs. They'll be grand exactly. under there. They're grand. They're of ages. So, we know what they all look like anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really, it really was now. It's, it, like, when I got the phone call on the Wednesday and I kind of said, should I go or should I not go? And somebody just said to me, you can't fucking turn this down. Yeah, this is... You just can't turn this down. And I actually thought it was a wind up then because I, I arrived over and I was standing outside the airport and I, yeah. I text Wayne to see where he was and he didn't answer. And I said, Oh, this is a fucking wind up now. He's at the switching me right up. <laughs> and then, no, we showed up then. He, he was he was the same as myself. We were sitting outside and, uh, Melwood and just mind blown then when you drive up and you open the gates for you. Uh, it's, yeah. cause you just, you just don't see it. Actually, the other guy who was with us was, uh, Richard Afron's, uh, mate. He, oh, he, put, he brought, he drove him down Richard, yeah. Yeah, cool. But, uh, I, I haven't stopped talking about it for the last week. Everyone I meet. Oh, I you know. You're in the WhatsApp group. You haven't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> you know, this, no, this, this last I'll knock her on the head now, Damo. That's it. It's finished. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I was, I was in on, my boss is a big Liverpool fan and I was, I was chatting to him about it on Friday. I was back in work and he was asking me and I said to him, ah, yeah, Jorgen was over and he was like, that's oh, fucking Jorgen now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a first name basis. Yeah. So. 
that's amazing, man. No, I just thought you asked about it because I know you, I know you had a great time and like the WhatsApp group is, is an asylum at times, but it's, um, no, the lads were genuinely, uh, made up that, that you went and done that. North Red on the chat says he's met Pep Linders. He's an absolute gent. Uh, Stephen Max says yeah. we are going to go in dry on Chelsea the weekend up the Redmen. Um, yeah, absolutely. The AMO1976 says the last time Liverpool lost to Napoli in Napoli, they went on to win the Champions League and the same year Everton went on to win football. He loves an omen. I do as well, man. I do as well. <laughs> but listen, um, that's us. That's been the Fat by Four Daily. Damo, thanks a million for joining me. I hope you join me, uh, in the, in the near future again, yeah? Well indeed, yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, that's us. That's been the Fat Back Four Daily. I will be back tomorrow night at 10 p.m. And um, we'll have another look over this Napoli game and whatever else you want to do. And, um, I have another guest coming in on Thursday uh, to talk to me. I will let you know about that tomorrow when, when it's, I absolutely confirm it. But, um, yeah, that's us. Talk to you later. Over now. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge miss cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger miss cake. Or the worst miss cake of all? Your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a miss cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Accept no substitutes. Sports Social Podcast Network.